too many Tic Tacs in the town. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 3.38 starting time. Please welcome from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Matthew Wiley. Play away, please. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we. That wasn't a great pod, was it? You want to run it back? Oh, Golflandia 208. 208 on the Matthew Wiley Podcast Network featuring me. At Wiley77 on Twitter. I was just getting my DoorDash order. And by the way, the sun shining at 7.16 p.m. Eastern time is very nice. And I just learned this weekend as to how the sun works. I'll talk about that here in a second. But outside, getting my DoorDash order two women walking up the street and then two guys not with them, but behind them walking more quickly and needed to get around them. But they had about 15 feet of space to do that. But, but the guy pulled the classic, grab the waist, move you safely to the side. So I can comfort you with my big meaty paws. The hand guys, the moving the waist, don't worry, I've got you. I will take care of you. The big meaty paws. My big meaty paws. I can't stand that. <laughs> Just fucking walk around them, you dotard. Big meaty paws. I got you. There's actually, my wife was telling me there's a guy in town. No names, but... Years after we ever had any association with him, she said that he was the big meaty Paul's back tickler. Like, come up and tickle your back to make sure you know that I'm there. I got you in my comfort, my grip. Yeah. She told me years later because she knew I'd smash him to bits. Smash him with my little meaty Paul's. Uh, this podcast brought to you by Ponderosa. Ponderosa, ask for it barrel cut today. Ask for anything barrel cut and you'll get it. If you tell them I sent you, if you tell them Wiley77 sent you, Ponderosa will give you a free unbaked potato. That's their guarantee. Sadly, I'm on a plant-based diet right now. What's that? It's boring. But I decided to give it a whip for about seven days. Lost seven pounds. A bunch of activated almonds and emu meatballs, but here we are. Just wanted to purge anything processed. Feel pretty good. Uh, golf week of insanity. Perhaps the most all-around insane week of golf you could ever imagine or draw up from scheduling to withdraws to weather to bad draws to the how it ended on a Monday and how it ended on a Monday. What I learned. Uh, Finau was pretty dusty. 
Uh, Rom doesn't appear to be playing like an OWGR1, and I think that's going to change here pretty soon. Cam Smith, reason being, is incredible. I can see Cam Smith winning a major. Futures on Cam Smith at the Masters because he's such a gutsy shot maker. Even though the golf gods were clearly in his favor having a three-shot lead, well, two-shot lead at that point, and Duck hooking one into the woods on 16, and then the Paul Casey ball mark incident shoving one on 17 almost in the water, and then 18 for whatever reason goes for driver instead of just hitting four iron wedge wedge. When he's been spraying it all day, he's got two-way misses all day with the driver but went for it because he's he's just gutsy and rinses it and Lahiri makes on 17 oh my god what a it, that was that was that was awesome content i felt the weather was completely i mean listen yes i had more pm wave people so I, my i have a bit more bias and by the way anytime you're you have strongly held beliefs in dfs on twitter it's because you want confirmation bias. So if I had no PM wave, I'd be completely fine with the wind blowing at 35 miles per hour and the AM wave getting none of it. But it took everyone out. If, I mean, it was just... I mean, Brooks Kepka had a chance to win that tournament and Kablamo. And by the way, there was a narrative five years ago that Brooks did not play well over water. And he admitted it in content prior to the tournament that he he predicted. He said, you will see me in the drop zone on 17 multiple times Thursday through Sunday. So that narrative about water and Brooks maybe dusted off a little bit, but he's still the goat. And then then I learned what I learned, how the sun works. Because I said in a tweet, and I self-own this, but I said in a tweet that thank God we get daylight savings time on Monday or Sunday so that we can finish the, have an extra hour to finish this tournament. And then Clemmer Bros on Twitter says it literally saves nothing. And I go, why not? Which I felt was rhetorical at that point because I was going to slam him with some information. And he's like, you can't basically he, he paraphrased it. He's like, you can't create time. So more hours in the PM means less hours in the AM. And I paused for a minute and I sat down and I tweeted, I'm going to be real, real honest here. I thought the sun came out an hour longer just because humans decided they wanted it to. And so he was like, it took me, what, 40 plus years to realize this? That humans, because of daylight savings, just can't create more daytime. Yes. So, hey, Mr. Sunshine, can I throw a couple of bones to get another hour of sunlight? Shocker. We, the PGA Tour can't tilt the earth. What a bozo I was. I owned it. I owned it. 
So the Hideki withdrawal too, what I learned, what we learned, was insane. I mean, that took people out minute one of Locke when he withdrew. 13% owned? Crazy. And so something has to be done about it. It's not, you know, it's different in golf. You know, a lot of people knew about the neck injury, but it, but there's got to be a, there's got to be a solution, and there is one solution brought to you by Alex K, the nicest Alex K DFS, the nicest person on Twitter, maybe the nicest person in America, not North America, but America. But his solution, he figured it out. He figured it out. Here's what you have to do, and I will take credit for this when it happens. Listen to this, DraftKings and FanDuel, brought to you by FanDuel. What you do is you have all, you know the alternates by Monday. You have all the alternates available to play in the field on, on fantasy sports for anyone to play them, much like Marcus Mariota or Kendall Blanton, who probably won't play an NFL showdown, but you play it at like 0.5%. Just in if case Mar- Mariota runs one in. And you've completely leveraged the field. So let everyone have access to Patrick Rogers, for instance. He may or may not play. But if you're doing 150 lineups, you may allocate one or two lineups just to see if you can uh, get one over in the field. And in the event that Matsuyama does withdraw and Rogers is replaced, he gets replaced on your lineup. So you don't, I mean, he may not make the cut, but it's at least a better than a guaranteed five of six. But everyone had the ability to roster him if he wins, which happened with Nate Lashley, I think, at Pebble Beach as an alternate. No one had him. No, it wasn't Pebble Beach. It was the Rocket Mortgage. I think. But no one had him as the winner. It was wild. So that's the solution. And really the only credible one you can do without you know redeveloping the entire platform or people crying foul. Everyone had us access to the alternates? Fine. Do you want to play them? Probably not. I may take a gamble in one or two lineups just to see what happens. But then at least you have a player in your lineup and everyone has the right to choose them. Had the right to choose them. There's the solution. Thank you, Alex KDFS. The solution I don't have an answer to is the what I was saying earlier, the Casey pitch mark that he got completely hosed. And I was on Cam Smith, so I wasn't complaining about it. But there's for you to hit a drive into a pitch mark the size of half your ball is like 4x Powerball odds. But he did it. And it was a basically an unplayable. And I asked a player about this before. I said, should it be, should people get relief from divots? And he said, it's just impossible to manage. You can't mediate it because then what becomes a divot? What becomes a pitch mark? What, it, it, you just be debating it the entire round. So do you, do you put more emphasis on repairing these things? Do you have a crew at all volunteers at all times just, you know, repairing the ground, raking? So everything's fair. I mean, it's on the players to fix everything. You don't see in an NHL game players fixing the ice during intermission. 
Ovechkin's not out there driving the Zamboni. So, I mean, the players can still do their part, but if if you really want a fair field, including wind on Saturday, <clears throat> then maybe have some volunteers help fix these pitch marks and divots if the players don't or can't see it. So, and the same thing with Berger versus Damon and Hovland on where his ball crossed the line. That was a huge argument. No one knows who's right. Uh, I don't think any of them were trying to cheat any one of them. It seemed to me Berger got the worst end of that drop, but what do I know? There should be someone who says it's right there. There's a million cameras on the course. Just go to the camera. I guess it's a function of time. There's so much free labor that helps the PGA Tour too with volunteers. It's insane. To make that to make that course work this week, it was it's just bananas. And Cam Smith is incredible. Yes. Yes, he tried to give up a three shot lead. Yes, Lahiri birdied 17. Yes, Lahiri was three inches from a chip in birdie to go to extra innings on Monday, which you know what happens there. Cam loses. And it's crazy that this Florida swing had so much carnage, and then you think you're done with it, and then you get to Innisbrook at the Valspar with the snake pit. Some of the toughest three closing holes on tour. And this is different Florida. This is a lot of elevation. Uh, this is extremely tree-lined, narrow fairways, small greens. And a lot of, you know, I mean, Paul Casey correlates it somewhat to Augusta. That's why he likes playing here so much. This is a, this is a single, another single-digit perhaps win this week. And don't... Like last year in 2017, twenty twenty one. I pre-recorded this in 2018. In 2021, it was done in May. The course was watered down. It was softer, and Sam Burns was 17 under. That's going to be different this week. So let's talk to the sharps, <clears throat> Ryan and Josh at Circling the Drain, and you know Ryan, and uh, see what they've got to say. Hello. All right, Joshua, what did you learn last week? What did I learn? Learned that Rom is the most undeserving number one player, uh, your OWGR player of all time. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of getting on board with you on that. I mean, he's got a kid. He's got a new life. He's certainly not playing. He, I mean, he wasn't even – he was probably the worst in the field on the weekend. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just like – I mean, he's obviously very good and, like, clearly a top five or top three. But, you know, I don't – I don't know. I just never – there's nothing about Rom that, like, would – if I were a pro golfer, I don't know if I would be, like, scared if Rom was behind me. Does that make sense? Cam Smith certainly wasn't. I can tell you, John Rahm doesn't have it. <laughs> Who are your world top five golfers in order? 
I don't want to, I don't, that's the thing. I'm not going to do an order because this is why the whole ranking system is stupid. There's clearly not a number one right now. There's just not. There's a group no. of people that are all very good. Hovland's in it. Yes. Scheffler. JT's in it. Scheffler's in it. I think Scheffler's in it. Um, Rom's in it. it for me. Rom's in it, but let's, we'll, we actually will put him at five. But Rom's in it. Um, I don't know who else. I mean, I know. Well, it's Cam Smith. Yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's, I mean, I he's, he's ranked number six, right. but he's on a a much higher upward trajectory than a few of those other guys. There's just a, yeah, there's just a group of guys all there who are excellent and much better than the next group. And, but, but they're, they're, Rom's in that group, but he's not, I don't know, is Rom better than Hovland? Yeah, I mean, I'm just glad we can finally uh, Mm -hmm. all agree that Xander is not in that group. Yes, he's not. Well, that, that leads me to this week then, because that's a big name. There are no, I don't see projected ownership out yet. It's Tuesday, so everything's behind. But you probably infer as to what the highest owned will be. I think Hovland's going to be numero uno or up there. So I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, unless people really <clears throat> are interested in DJ's round four. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I just think that people love Shoffley and Louie too much for DJ that to happen. And, um, yeah, I think Hovland. I mean, Hovland, the thing is, I, I don't think it's really bad chalk because I think he probably can win, honestly. I If I was doing anything, I'd fade Thomas outright. I just. Well, yeah, I think the thing that's clear to me is that Xander and Colin are going to be the lowest stones studs, and I will be playing hmm. them. Do you consider Brooks a stud? I Well, fine. I should have. Un- over 10, you mean? Over 10, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ryan. It's going to be JT Hovland J- DJ, right? Over uh, yeah, way. I would think so. Um, I'm probably I yeah, I'm, I'm I'm probably also in on Morikawa. Um, Morikawa over Xander. For yeah, me. for sure. Okay, I like I don't play Xander ever. I'm certainly not going to play him for ten three. I I don't play him in the state of Florida. He never really does anything down here. Um, but yeah, I mean DJ does rate out really well, and I I kind of ran some of my comp courses and stuff that you wouldn't necessarily think he would stand out at. He still looked fine. So um, yeah, see how the ownership shakes out. I do think, I mean, not to jump down all the way like into the nines, but with the Paul Casey withdraw, um, I think Sam Burns is going to be top three owned on this slate. Even with the bad Sunday, even with the bad weekend, I think he, he popped at the Arnold Palmer played great last week. A lot of people were picking him, betting him to win obviously won here last year. I just think everything is pointing to a 23% owned Sam Burns this week. Well, that's the thing with Sam Burns. Um, last year's course was a lot different, mm-hmm. right? Because it was in yep. May, mm-hmm. May. Or late April. But but the course was a lot softer. And that he got 17 under and he destroyed the par fives. I think you're going to see a more historic Valspar here where it – it could be honestly the most brutal of the four stops on, in Florida. I mean, it's it's extremely tough. You just have to be really accurate off the tee mm-hmm. too. It's got, and that's what I said in my notes is that you know it's a par seventy one, dog legged, tree lined again now parklands, lots of elevation changes, which is strange in Florida, but very I think the most 
almost the most narrow narrow fairways on tour. Um, slopey greens that are smallish, heavily bunkered, move the ball left to right, inform iron players, good decision-making. What does that sound like? I mean, it sounds like Augusta, really, in terms of you know the slopiness of the greens. Casey, Casey compared it to that. Look at the winners here, Schwartzel, Spieth. Uh, Casey does well at Augusta. Cantlay does well. Hadwin does well. Reed does well here. Tigers won. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I, I just think it's going to be different. Although Burns is very mm-hmm. good. Um, but, you know, Lowry and Kepka. Lowry is always intriguing. Kepka is probably going to be what, Josh? Sub 8% with answer Burns and Lowry around there? Sure. I mean, I don't know exact percent, but yeah, I agree that I think <clears throat> um, I mean, he wasn't even played very much last week, and no. he'll obviously be less. Yeah. So then, okay. There's some really interesting prices below the 10s. Like Jason Day 9K is very unusual to me. Um, did you find that one's one of the worst prices on the board? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I think I I think I clicked X'd out Jason Tay so quickly I didn't even have time to Yeah. Um place, and look, he played last week after the layoff after I guess his uh, mom passed away and uh he started really well last week. I think he was like minus 3 or minus 4 and then obviously faded and missed the cut. He was probably one of those guys where if he made the cut and played all 4 5 6 days last week, he probably would have withdrawn. Um but yeah, absolutely uh, not going to be on on day. And I think just kind of looking at at these prices, and I know we're guessing at ownership, but I mean, Jason Kokrak is probably going to be decently popular, and this price just seems quite obnoxious, uh, even given his his course history. You know, it's it's kind of been a while since he's had a good finish. Um, so ninety two hundred for him in this field just it's going to be a non starter for me. You know, what'll be interesting is with well, Fleetwood, by the way, is number two around the green player on tour. Do you know that? I I saw I when you said that I went and looked and I was it's like, a super small sample size for him this year though. It's super hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so guess who's last of notable yeah, players Hovland. of any player. Of he's any actually players last. What, he's a, he's oh last. yeah, he's, he's actually last? He's the worst last. player on tour around the green. <laughs> wow. Except he's number right. two in the world. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, and I I kind of went back and forth because uh, we talked about that earlier that. Uh, he played here and he actually gained strokes around the green. And Matt said, you know, these greens are tough to hit and the around the green may be more important. Like I was looking back at some stuff and it almost seems like uh, the around the green game on these particular greens, it's actually easier to get up and down than a lot of uh, the other courses. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Maybe it helps them. But like, if you look at kind of like Honda and Bay Hill and even Sawgrass a little bit, it's a lot more difficult to get up and down and here it hasn't been so difficult. So I think when I look at that, it makes me say, okay, a guy like Hovland who isn't good around the green may not be penalized quite as much. And he's gaining like 12 strokes ball striking per week. So, I mean, that guy can win anywhere. That's a strange, it's a strange stat. Um, Because, and even when I said that, that Hovland, who's terrible, he actually his only time he played here, he, yeah. he gained around the greens. So maybe it is a little um, easier around the greens. So then the Fitzpatrick thing. Uh, which one? Right, super chalk. <laughs> well, got two. 
not yeah it's matthew right i mean his brother looks older than him um the so he was super chalk one of the biggest chalk busts you can ever imagine 24 percent mm-hmm. in the in the big one and then 35 percent in the 2222 that was a killer At least no one in here was stupid enough to play him no i see with matsuyama too and by the <laughs> Thanks, way guys. you know i was going to talk to i was going to talk to saul on this because there was the solution for the Matsuyama withdrawal and Alex K DFS nicest person on Twitter said, just have the alternates who, you know, available mm-hmm. to pick and play it like a Mariota or a Kendall Blanton. And, uh, then everyone has a fair shot at, at taking a Patrick Rogers. I think that's a good solution. Yeah, it's hard. And I, I think, again, that was a very unlucky situation that not, I mean, not only did it get pushed back an hour, but then he withdrew like nine minutes after lock, um, or at least they reported it uh, nine minutes after lock. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think, and I mean, we talk about the flop lag all the time, but I think Fitzpatrick's a fine play. I mean, this course should suit him really well. Um, he had the bad weather draw last week. He didn't putt well. It was actually one of the worst putting couple of days he's had in a while. So like, I just kind of want to discount all of that and just go back to him being awesome. Okay. But it is a tough price to pay. I will say that. Who are you staring at in the eights? Joshua. Um, I, I don't know. Well, the, well I guess he said. <laughs> Adam had when you were all looking at I'm. Yeah. I think Adam uh, had was going to be the what, chalk, 18%. Yeah. Yeah, Adam, he's the chalk, yeah. Yeah, big time. Um, I did see a lot that I liked in Bubba. Thank you. But if you, yeah, but I always say Bubba, so that's something new. But um, he has all right mm-hmm. course history. I did looking at hard hit fairways. He's uh, he's gaining off the tee on those type of courses. Plays hard courses all right. Does um, okay at Augusta. Yeah, I, I, I do like Bubba, uh, even though, I mean, I don't know how many times I have to get burned by him to stop. I guess I'll never stop. But um, One more I, time. This this range I don't like. I'm out on Norin. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. I guess the next guy I really like mm-hmm. is Knox. I'm going back to Knox. Um, at the at the, I mean, I don't don't he's not going to win. I don't think, but um, I think he'll do. He'll pay off his price. He's been playing well. Uh, it's a course that should suit him. Um, so those would be my two favorites in the eights. I think Bubba and Knox. Yeah, I'm kind of aligned with you. You know, I, I thought kind of going into the week, you know, a couple of days ago, obviously Woodland and Keegan seemed like good plays, but uh, Keegan probably due for a letdown after that finish and he should be uber popular. Um, I think everybody I've seen on Twitter has bet Gary Woodland. He'll be popular. Um, Woodland, Adwin. Yeah, Adwin. certainly not playing HV3 for 86. That was a pretty easy one. Um, we talked <laughs> privately about Webb. Uh, I mean, look, if there's a time to go there, a few people played him last week. He burned them. Maybe he got some of the rust out. Um, he should fit this course very well. And he might literally be 1% owned. So. The, the, the talent in the PGA Tour now at a young level is just so good. Like some of these aging stars just can't. I mean, look at who, who, who am I thinking of right now? Um, even like Rory. I mean. He's just can't seem to compete with these guys yeah. anymore. 
um, Webb. I mean, it's cut the fee now, dusty. Very dusty. <laughs> yeah. Webb was just a play that you're just like trying to get on him before he goes nuts. Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely tough at, at the price considering people who were there, but 73. Yes. Yeah, but there's no one who's going to play him. That's the thing. So, yeah. So then the, then, then everyone's going to go wise had when, mm-hmm. um, I like Molinari. If you want to talk about guys who can hit, yeah, Streelman probably my favorite there in terms of guys who are going to hit fairways, and um, I kind of like Streelman on on these courses. I'm pretty sure he's actually won here, but um, he's not going to make 28 birdies in a week. But here you don't need to, yeah. So it's definitely the type of place that I would play Streelman. So is it Hoffman too? Which I kind of yeah, it's just is he broken? Is he is he? Well, didn't he play? Didn't he? No, he started off like at the Arnold Palmer. Maybe he was like close to the first round lead before fading. And, um, but no, he kind of stunk. Uh, but I like Hoffman here for sure. Um, Josh, where do you go down low, buddy? Where do you go? Oh down God, low? this this is the range, right? This is below. You can't take my guy this week. You do it every oh. week. Well, are we in the sixes? Or are we in? I just kind of like oh, I don't know below Aaron Wise. Okay, um, let's see, Svensson. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, let's see, a guy who I never get right. What was oh, Aaron Wise's price by the way? Seventy-seven. He's gonna be chalk. All right, Vegas. Um. So, I, I, yeah, I we're going to have to do that. He's a guy I don't ever get right. He's popping the model, and I hate to see that. But <laughs> I, you're in he's, on him? he's showing up. I hate playing him as well, but yes, he's showing up. <laughs> so, here's a guy I'm going to I'm going to go to Thigala, and I don't really have a good reason for it other than I remember I early in the year I said this guy is going to be really good, and he's kind of Fallen off a little bit, and that's fine. That's he's a young guy like that's gonna have some up and down. And he was in the really bad mm-hmm. wind wave, so we're gonna give him a pass on last week. Um, but I think he's talented, so I'm gonna I'm gonna you know go back to him. Do Do you believe that this is the theory you postulated that DFS golf is Keno? Because I'm starting to think that. <laughs> yes. I mean, so yeah, play random numbers. So I mean, I've had some of my biggest scores in in um, golf. So this is not a oh I'm whining because I can't win at it. Like it's not that at all. I have done well at it, and um, but I don't. I mean, certainly cash. Like I don't. I mean, I don't know how people play cash. I don't know that the win rate is above. you know, the rake, because I think that if you said to someone who's never seen golf and never played DFS, just make a lineup, max out your salary and don't use anyone below 7,000. That lineup, I don't think is bigger or, you know, less than like a 45% dog against my lineup. I agree. Here's the, but to the other thing, I, the part about DFS golf, I think that you, that is beatable is, being able is like fighting your own psychology, being able to get off the place everyone else doing, you yes. know. But I don't think that there's not like intelligent roster construction 
so to speak, in the sense that, um, like, you know, in other sports, you can make plays that leverage off a particular scenario. Right. In, in, you know, if I say, oh, I don't want to play Fitz because he's chalk, so I play the guy who's, you know, right priced right at him and is going to be um, several percent. It doesn't mean that Fitz is going to – if Fitz has failed, yeah. my guy does well. That's exactly right. It, it's right a, like it, if, yes. In baseball, if I take the – the team is against the popular pitcher. Well, if my guy, my batters do well, yeah. the pitcher didn't. There's do no well. defense here. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yes. So, and you like, how do you predict Russell Henley, Albatross <laughs> Eagle? Sorry Ace. about that, guys. <laughs> I mean, right. So, you basically, you want to avoid chalk that doesn't do well. I mean, then you have a pretty big mm-hmm. advantage on the field. Like, there's a serious consideration for me. Because Hovland's going to be twenty four percent. To just say fuck it, I mean, let's just say his around the green game sucks, and um, you know it gives you more options with DJ, with Kepka, Xander, which is a tough pill to swallow. Um, I mean, but you're right. It's not like the Red Wings playing the Oilers tonight. So were you done down low there, bub? Or no? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So let's see. Um, <laughs> it's like you're grocery shopping for fucking avocados. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Just give Lot me three one lines. second. Here, why don't you, Ryan, you go. Oh, good. I, I, I don't have to wait for you to take them. Um, I'm just going to go to all kind of the, the uh, low-owned guys who I actually like this week. So... I will start uh, – I think Schwab for 73 makes a lot of sense here. Um, his form has been good, so he may get some ownership, but, I mean, he's not going to be like 6 7%. Um, so Schwab for one. Uh, Alex Smalley, he's never played this course before, so hopefully people are really weighing course history here and it's kind of gloss over his name. But uh, Smalley has been sneaky good, uh, makes a lot of birdies, but also tends to avoid bogeys in big numbers. So I like him. Um, going down a little bit, Pat Perez still stands out, um, in the mid sixes, but the guy that I'm, I'm, I'm keyed in on this week, as I mentioned to you guys, is Kramer Hickok, um, seems to be that he's turned a corner and he's a confident golfer. Now he does a lot of things. Well, uh, played really well last week, despite just kind of fading on the final two rounds. Um, I am using TPC river Highlands as, as kind of one of my main comps and, uh, don't really ask me why, but uh, <laughs> that's where he lost in a playoff to Harris English. So I like Kramer Hickok, and he's done okay here. The only other really gross name. What do you think he'll be? No, no, no. I, I think no, people are talking yeah. about him. But again, like when you get down that low, like <laughs> five, like no five way. or five and a half. No way. What do you, <clears throat> Matt, what do you say? I'd say at least double digits. Pass. I mean, I know Mayo's going to talk uh, about him. Other people take, will, but uh, yeah, he's pretty bad. Him. What do you think, Josh? About his ownership or <laughs> yeah. plays down here? Is, I mean, you said any line, and I'll take <laughs> yeah. the under. Um, yeah, I'll say five. I mean, five you and say a half. double digits. I'll give you. How about if I give you? I'll give you eight, Matt, and I'll take the under. Under eight? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We'll set the terms <laughs> offline. 
Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Well, just I say mean, books, and we'll pick the money up. I haven't built a lineup, so I don't. I don't oh. know if this if this range is going to be your important view, enough. But your your viewers are going to hate to hear you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nobody. I just think okay, you would <laughs> really something like he's got diarrhea or something. Yeah. No, he, he's got some inside crazy. No, I mean, he's going to be one of the higher owned guys down here for sure. But um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then I I'm just going to mention Jimmy Walker one time. Seven and a half in his book. Oh, there you go. You take the under. Take it. Fine. Um, I would have given you five. I'll take five then. No, no. It's seven and a half. It's book. Yeah, I mean, he, all right. <laughs> Ryan, um, Ryan, Ryan. Here's who, here's who hates that you're cheating on him is Kyle Stanley. You're, you're Kyle Stanley is absolutely dead. And maybe Kramer, Hook, Kramer Hickok is the new Kyle Stanley. Uh, okay. Yeah, Slep, one of your guys down here too. Uh, Hank Libiota. Very much in play this week. No, no, no. he's out. But I thought you were going to say Burgoon. He's also out. Um, here is Say again. Here, say that name again. Burgoon. Okay. <laughs> all right. Name. Here's some names. Okay. Here's some names. First of all, you're going to give me Wyndham Clark as the cheapest guy in the field. I'm going <laughs> to play. Wyndham I Clark. could not think of a worse okay. course. <laughs> Wyndham Clark. That's Doesn't guy. matter. No. Someone right. touted Wyndham Clark, by the way. Oh, Ben Coley's bet Wyndham Clark. Never mind. Go ahead. Oh, he did? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, that's all I need to hear. Um, Omar Nuresti. So here's here's what I do. I know I'm going to be – I just know the way my 150 build is going to look. I want to be over JT, over Hovland, over Morikawa, <laughs> over Shoffley, over DJ. Sound like Yeah, me. I'm going to do it, which means – which means I'm going to have to, unless I want to go all in on somebody like Svensson, which I don't, I'm going to have to, you know, take some sprinkles down here. And and that Kramer Hickok, when everyone does that to you, and he's over 8%. Yeah, seven and a half, but um, what's a name here that I was looking at I wanted to say? Grio. Okay. Love that. Hard course, tough to hit fairways. He's pops in both those. He'll be fine here. He... he did he was in the bad weather draw last week? So just you know, at the Genesis, it, have you guys been calling Genesis a no? Course? But I can see why. It should if it has if it isn't it's, it the same isn't it the same um, bar? I don't remember if it's part seventy or part seventy one, but it's it definitely has some similarities, except for obviously the grass and the greens are completely different. But I guess at least ball striking, okay. you can look at it. Um, I don't really have. I have some names in here, but I don't want to say them because you'll laugh at me. Uh, what about this? Uh, uh, Tottenham, Bill Haas. What Curtis about this Smotherman fellow? Everyone, <laughs> <laughs> everyone was playing the Smotherman a few weeks ago. Um, he's down here yeah, and like gonna not going to be owned. I can never not play Brian Stewart and Michael Thompson. <laughs> Michael Thompson shot like 104 it's, 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 last week. It's a in each of the last two weeks. Um. Yeah, there's not much here. Kirk Kiyama obviously played well at the Honda. He's down there at the bottom. Eh. But I, I, I may just play 28% Kramer Hickok. Uh, like I play 40% Pendrith every week except for last week. <laughs> so you're 28% yes. Hickok. And you probably represent a lot of the same lines of thinking. Everyone on Twitter has bet Hickok. I'm, I love this over seven. I love the over seven. <laughs> 
Fine. Well, let's let's rebook it at eight and a half. Um, what a let's okay. see. Um, can we Ryan Brem? Anyone? Oh. No. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, I'm asking you. Like th- these questions are not. These questions are. Should he be in my pool for two <laughs> okay. percent, or should I X him out? No, look. Like uh, a, this is a week I mean, to play your jams. Play Norlander. Play Hickok, play Griot, play Lebiota. Like these are your guys. Play them. Yeah, I think you just if you go heavy on the top five and then sprinkle. Yeah, because you can get like close to forty percent of a lot of those studs at the top. You could pick three or four of them and get close to forty percent, and you just got to play a couple of six K guys in each of those lineups. Ryan, guess but, who's, so go ahead. It, Sorry, uh, going back to what you were saying, I can get forty percent of all the guys I want. The the you know the appropriately <laughs> barbell build, um, <laughs> but am I going to look back? <laughs> is, this, is it like heavy up top, heavy up bottom, and thin in the middle? Yes, is that yeah, what the barbell? I, apparently, you don't hit the gym very much. <laughs> I'm, if, I mean, if you ever saw me, you know I don't either. But at least. I, I have a barbell that is collecting dust in the see, basement. See, just to let you know, when when you address a comment or respond like this, you already know the answer to your question. You're just trying to humiliate <laughs> the person who said something previously. Well, yeah, that's like one of the, I mean, Tactical. what they teach you in law school, right? You never yeah. ask a question you don't know the answer to. Yeah. Well, yeah. the the I think the thing about that with the build, right, is who in the middle is going to Bernie? Like, I mean, this is not the field from last week where your 8K guys are like, you know, M and Scotty Shuffler and Cam Smith and Zalatoris and like actually really good players. Like if I get burned by a nine K Jason Day or Alex Norin, fine. But like there's such a big discrepancy between I mean even just the ten K guys and and everybody else that I, I just feel like it's leading me towards that double stud build. And I didn't yeah. feel that way like yesterday, yeah. but now I do. Double studs. I'm, I mean the drop off from from, from DJ to Usti is, is yeah. ridiculous, right? So, Ryan, you and, missed one major, major name that I cannot believe. Maybe I'm saving it for myself. Well, <laughs> two things. Have you guys written off Bez? You've written named Bez for the he's, last 52 weeks. No. I don't, think I, okay. I don't think I'm Burned, done. Oh, no. I'm, 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 uh, Burned has been non-existent, and then he like went to South Africa and sucked for the last couple weeks. So, no, we're off Burned. Yeah. So can we, let me just say something about Bez, which you I wouldn't have thought this, and the fact that I've been playing him for the last ten years and didn't know this about him. I, when you look at strokes gained tee to green on tough courses, you'd think, oh, that's a Bez course. No, he's terrible at those. So, he, so he can't do well in a birdie fest. He can't do in a look, so, look Bez. Well. Look, but Bez has right. only played in like the premier events here. He's not playing the John Deere. He's playing World Golf Championships. He's playing majors. He's playing Bay Hill. His stats aren't aren't going to look good. And but it's all like the Louis people too. But I mean, that, that's a good <laughs> answer, Ryan. Other people are also in those fields, and their stats are fine. So <laughs> Louis hasn't won since 2016. Like a sun. Well, yeah, he, event, you can't bet it's Louis. Just to like win. people play no. him at 10k. No, no, I I will not be playing the losers up it's, top, meaning Louis and Xander. Uh, it's not playing. They're them. paying the rake. Yes. All right. There you go. Yes. Xander he hasn't won in four years. 
five years. Yeah, he's, he's a huge loser, and he's trending down. He's like it's not like he, he's even close. He's trending down. Well, because are you saying just because? No, before that, he like hasn't been close. I mean, last week was kind of the icing on the cake. Right. I think it was like plus eight, plus seven, something like that. Yeah, we're done yeah. with him. Did we talk about Fitz? Ah, not enough? Which one? Okay. I think Fitz is burnt. It's one of those burned weeks. He's going to be twelve percent owned. The yeah the I the one I'm having the most difficulty with is Woodland because why why have difficulty? He won here. So you're you're in. Absolutely. Right. But you're you're aware that he's terrible. <laughs> he's not terrible. He's I, I made the early Woodland <laughs> bet because I, I, I just have a feeling ownership's going to get out of control and I'm gonna fade him, so which sucks. Yeah. yeah. I mean I mean do you bet the you bet your house on the He had the good wave last week. Burger last week. I mean just Burger keep in mind he missed the cut from the good wave last week, so Oh, I forgot yeah. about that fucking bet. You said if if you guys want to be <laughs> friends anymore, you're gonna max bet your wife on burger over Cam Smith. I didn't bring it up. <laughs> hey, the, the the bet the the most fun part about last week was the the person I was most confident in the field that was gonna do poorly. He did do poorly off the tee. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. He just and he, he just it. made 150,000 feet of putts. That was infuriating to watch. Yes. But congrats to Wiley. That's all. Great win. Yeah. You guys earned it. All right. That's all I got. You guys are Um, wait. Who's your winner? Can you give me a winner? Oh, that's easy. That's easy. (laughs) Kramer Hickok. No. I should say Kramer Hickok. No, I think it's going to come in the nines. After we just talk about how the tens are so much better than the nines. I can see a Lowry winning. Goodness. I winning. I can see Hatton winning. I can't wait for go ahead. my turn on this. Hovland. I guess going to go Hovland. Oh, damn it. Who's your winner? America. <laughs> More our, our Our long-time national nightmare is over. Rom will finally not be OWGR number one because either Hovland or Morikawa mm. will win. <laughs> he takes a two for oh, here. How does America win? I am going to say your winner is, you know what? I'm going to say Sam Burns. It goes back to back. I don't like it because he's going to be super chalked, but just it feels that way. There you go. See ya. Thanks, boys. Well, oh, wait, Matt, stay on so we can finalize the terms. <laughs> I think it went down to five okay. and a half percent. Let's just finalize the terms, right? Okay, seven and a half. I'm fine with that. I'll how much? It. How much you want? How much you want? I should get odds. You move the line down. No. I, huh? Yeah. I moved it. I up moved it five. down from eight. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. It's how much. Are we recording or not? Yes. 100 bucks. <laughs> 10,000. Okay. I'll take it. Bye bye.
like Mountain Dew, what's new? Stay dripping like Fiji, overalls, one shoulder, BDG. Used to get clowned in school for my last name. Had dummies calling me Luigi. Don't test me, you don't want smoke. I'll lock you up and send the door like a knock-knock jump. Knick-knack, patty rap, give up for your stack. I had the footlock, I blow a few racks. Tracksuit, Adidas, all black. Can someone please get me a snack? Ball didn't do the chain, but I don't feel lame. Cause all these ladies know my name. Hey, Gray, hey, baby. Let's kick it later, maybe. Now bring it around back with that beat that is pumping. Young MCs on the mic, keep them jumping. Healthy breakfast before I get my munching. A glass of OJ and a Captain Crunch Crunch and I'm hot. Check your temperature, you're not. Step off, you're gonna get got. I run a marathon in high socks and flip flops. Now stop, make them drop. Face is grooving, bodies are moving. Y'all wanna tune in to see what we doing. So call up the 90s and give them a ring. Told them they might just have the next big thing. <laughs> Pop it down on the ground. Pop it down on the ground. Pop it down on the ground.